Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I am joined by Jamie. That's me. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, How everyone. <laughs> I'm doing lovely, thank you. And yourself? I am doing great. Thank you for, for joining us again today. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be discussing the Netflix original movie, The Half of It, which is a new release. I believe it just came out this year. Yeah. Um, am I right about that? You're correct. Yeah, that's what I thought I remembered seeing. Um, and to give you like a brief overview, it is a high school-ish drama because apparently we like those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's kind of like a unique twist on a classic love story, I'd say, mm-hmm. um, which, I, which I enjoyed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was pretty good. Um, it did. It definitely had some of those sort of classic tropes, but yes. um, but it was still, you know, it was still interesting. I wasn't hating myself while I was watching it, so that's always a plus. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's always a plus when a movie doesn't make you hate yourself. <laughs> true. True. Oh man. But yeah, um, so like your initial thoughts were positive, so were mine. Yeah, I, I, um, I thought maybe like one of the tags for the movie is LGBT, so I thought maybe they would play up that a little bit more than what they did. But it's kind of just uh, un- almost underscored. Yeah, <laughs> but, true. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, and that's kind of that's. I mean, I shouldn't say that it's refreshing, but it's kind of nice that that was sort of. Like, obviously, that was a big part of it, the fact that Ellie was, you know, had these feelings for uh, Aster, but she doesn't really, like, it's, yeah, you're right, it's not really, like, the focus, focus, like, the end goal is not for them to, like, be together in this movie. Right, right. I think that um, it's more just Ellie and probably to some extent Aster as well are just still figuring out their sexuality and, yeah. you know, who they're attracted to. But it's like made much more complicated for Aster by the fact that she's like in high school and is already expected to be marrying somebody else like immediately out of high school, which I think is just the stereotype of a very small town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you'll graduate in high school and then you'll marry somebody that you knew in high school immediately. <laughs> 100%. I mean, that's the thing about this movie that was relatable is that there are a lot of sort of like very small town things like the kids hanging out in their trucks, mudding, and (laughs) every stupid little thing is like of the biggest importance. Um, I know. So much so that Paul, like, they don't even win that match at the end, but he gets no. a huge banner that's like, we were on the board. We only <laughs> scored one touchdown, and they didn't even get the after point because their score was <laughs> 06, not even seven points. So, <laughs> like, just the fact that they scored anything was just like, oh my gosh. And they, they really, he, they only scored because Ellie kind of, like, helped him out there. <laughs> I know. She's like, hello? He's just waving to her. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, um, for for the viewers, Jamie and I both grew up in a very small hick town, yes, <laughs> and like in New York, and I, I found so many aspects of this. Like, I just imagine this is what the town is like now that there's smartphones. Like, everybody's just doing the same dumb shit, but with phones. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, I don't think that having smartphones changed all the stupid shit that people do there at all. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's much the same, if not worse. But 
Yeah, because they're like taking pictures of it and posting about it now too, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so it was kind of fun in a way to see like this small town uh, Squamish or whatever it was called life. Um, yeah. <laughs> Squamish. I don't remember what it was. It was such a strange name, Squamadeish or something. <laughs> I don't even remember what state it was in, but um, she's going to school in Iowa or something, so there must be. Yeah, I think it was another west. like midwestern state. I yeah. think from the way that it looked. Yeah, um, true. <laughs> but there was at least one hill in the town because we see Ellie trying to ride her bike up <laughs> frequently. So <laughs> true, very true. But I guess there must be a few occasional hills in the in the Midwest or, um, yeah, yeah. the West, or the Midwest, west of here at any rate, which is about as east as you can go in the states. (laughs) (laughs) You take two steps to the west, and you are west. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I so some things that sort of like I found confusing about this. Okay. So we are presented early on with the fact, and this is kind of how she gets wrapped up into this mess, is that <laughs> Ellie is, has like a side business of of writing papers for like 10 to 20 bucks a pop. Yeah, she should definitely be charging more. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's like sending, she's like, we have that scene at the beginning in band practice or whatever where she's passing out just like stacks of them. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, so the students here especially the popular like rich students seem to be relying on her heavily to even be yeah. passing their classes yeah. and yet they're still sort of like treating her like garbage yes i'm like this doesn't connect because you'd feel like you wouldn't want to like what's the expression look a gift horse in the mouth like if you kind of act like an asshole you'd assume that they'd either stop writing your papers or write shitty quality papers yeah you know what i mean yeah, I do. So it's kind of like that was kind of confusing to me. Um, and even the fact that like at the senior showcase when they decide to rip cords out of the, I don't know what they did, like cut wires or something in the piano. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, my take on this, on like why they were still picking on her yeah. is because of her race, like that she's uh, like the only Asian person probably in their town. <laughs> and, oh, that's true. Yeah. And like they are not doing it so much because of anything to do with her side business and just because, you know, they're racist idiots. <laughs> right. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Although at one point, weren't they all saying like nerd alert or something? And I was... I don't think that was for her, though. That was for the the guy who... um There was like some other guy who asks, asked her out at the beginning who uh... was like... He's like dressed like a like a nerd, basically. Oh, really? And they like take a picture of him and like screenshot it with the his text asking her out kind of thing, and that's what they sent around with the nerd alert thing. Oh, I totally missed that <laughs> completely. <laughs> well, good thing I was paying attention. Yeah, thank you. Um, but anyway, so that was kind of, and I guess that yeah, that makes sense because every time they would like honk at her and stuff, they would say chugga chugga choo choo because her last yeah. name is Choo. Yeah. Um, but. I liked that part, though, when, you know, after she and, and Paul start hanging out, essentially, um, that he actually starts, like, chasing after the car and, like, throws something at them to try yeah. to get them to leave her alone. Yeah, I, I that was the moment where I was like, oh, okay, Paul's definitely going to fall for her and stuff. Yes, <laughs> I know. And that's not going to end well for him either. Yeah. No, I kind of felt that, like, as soon as they started playing... Um, table tennis 
and like having a, a meaningful conversation. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> here it comes, and yet like still like expected, but still semi-abrupt towards the end because yeah. he's still kind of in the after. Yeah, in her. <laughs> <laughs> Her. <laughs> oh yeah he's definitely into he her in her not yet <laughs> not yet um but yeah so he's like seemingly very into aster still i mean it's not unlikely that a boy would be into multiple girls i guess in high school yeah but i was just kind of like so what do you want exactly but right. I, it's true that like at the the last conversation that he and aster have outside seems very like cold and distant and you kind of get the feeling maybe that that's over with. I don't know. But yeah, much to Ellie's surprise, he um, (laughs) tries to kiss her. It was to my surprise too. Yeah, same. Not expecting him to go in for a kiss at them. (laughs) No. He talks earlier about like knowing how, (laughs) when a girl wants to kiss you, she gives you this look. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't know what the look is because she was not giving him said look. No, not at all. And of course, that would be the very moment that Aster walks in and sees both of them. Yes. I'm like, ugh. Aster, her character is interesting. Yeah. And I don't know that I fully understand, like, what her family is supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) that came out wrong. What do you mean? Like, they show her, like, a couple, one or two scenes with, like, her family, and I think in one they're speaking French, and... I think they're speaking Spanish, but yeah. Okay, but they're, and and she was, like, being told to, like, sit up proper, you know, um, kind of thing, and I was like, like, who are these people, like, from the 1800s? Right. (laughs) And then, like, but then they're totally fine with the idea of their daughter, like, dating and marrying this guy immediately after high school. They have, like, no greater ambitions for her. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, her dad is the pastor, right, of the church. Okay, yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. So that kind of once you understand that, it sort of makes sense that they would be trying to marry their daughter off at like seventeen. Yeah, I I liked the positioning, like the the role that religion played in this movie because I thought that it was important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like put that like the idea that you would be disapproving of somebody who is in the LGBT community because of religion, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, true. that's pretty much the only reason anyone is ever disapproving of that is like all stems back to some sort of religious belief. True. So I, I liked that kind of juxtaposition, even like when like Paul comes to the realization that Ellie is like into Aster and he's like, you know, you're going to hell, basically. That's the thing. Oh. You're going to hell and then just like leaves. <laughs> that scene was the worst. Yeah. Because I was just kind of also talk about like ab- switching back and forth from abrupt to abrupt, like what's happening. I was <laughs> I like, know. wait, 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 wait. Like now he's going to, you know, tell her that she's going to be burning in hell forever. Right. This seems a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Because, like, he's made out to be semi-religious, but, like, not... An asshole. Not an asshole, and not, like... He mentions God, like, twice or something. Yeah. So I'm like, where is this coming from? I guess small town, which is accurate. 
but and I think yeah, and I think that that's that's what it's showing is that like that's his just initial response to hearing that anybody might be gay is like oh well you're going to hell like you know because that's just what he's been told all of his life is if you're gay you're going to hell that's a sin kind of thing so yeah. like that's the first thing that comes out of his mouth then when he when he finds that out about Ellie and then after he goes home and thinks about it for a few days and realizes like maybe this isn't you know she's my friend she's a good person you know maybe i i'm the one in the wrong you know and he kind of corrects himself then when he gives his little speech at easter sunday surface yeah i mean to, to support somebody no matter who they love she doesn't want to stop loving anybody because of the way they choose to love or something like that yeah that was that was a nice like moment for him to you know redeem himself in some way um but of course it was also thanks to the help of her dad right who yeah you know yeah. kind of mentioned the fact that like you know if you love someone so much would you want them to change and like stuff like that but also i'm not sure that paul understood anything that her dad was saying because he said it all in mandarin <laughs> yeah well he, yeah he said like the last sentence was in english but which is a shame. Catch the whole story leading up to the last sentence. He must have known that it was meaningful because he had that sort of like meaningful look about him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's true that I was kind of like, oh, well, I don't know if this is going to land, but right. I guess it did. So that's good. <laughs> it got the point across enough for it to be effective. Yeah. Um, yeah, the dad character was kind of interesting. Yeah. I feel like I want more history. Yeah. as to why they chose this random small town and like what happened to her mother like, I mean we know that she died right. how why you know when <laughs> you yeah know? the only picture of her is like Ellie is like a baby in it so that maybe she doesn't even really remember her mother kind of you know like yeah. she was young she may have died even like before they moved to America because she said they did that when she was five so we yeah. don't know it's all speculation <laughs> True. I mean, I think the uh, the thing about her dad in like the small town, they did mention that they moved there because, you know, he had a PhD from China and he wanted to slowly like move up through the ranks of engineering. And so somehow he got into yeah. this railroad engineer position and wanted to move up, but that didn't have the level of English to do so, I guess. Um, so it was interesting to kind of that the 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 movie decided to shed light on uh sort of the difficulties of immigration and trying to find your place in especially like the u.s which is just like disgustingly monolingual but yeah and we we see that at the beginning too about the um their power being shut off you know ellie keeps asking him if he's called the power company and he finally just says like I try, but they don't understand what I'm saying. Um, And the the thing is, like, he has an accent, but it's not that bad. You know, like, he's very understandable. At least I thought he was everything that he said. (laughs) Oh, 100%. I was like, wait, where's this accent I'm hearing about? I mean, like, it's an accent, but it's not so heavy that he is actually, like, ununderstandable. Not illegible. (laughs) Incomprehensible. (laughs) (laughs) Illegible. (laughs) no i agree um that that thing was kind of strange too because it seems like to some extent ellie's sort of like the breadwinner in the family and Mm -hmm. yet they were having they needed to get like 50 bucks 
That scene was kind of strange because she had just collected like $120. And then right. she was like, they're like, you need 50 bucks. And I was like, does she not have already? Maybe like already spent that on food or something. Maybe. You know? <laughs> it kind of seems like she is doing her dad's job and also writing these essays. <laughs> I'm not sure what True. her dad's doing. But... I mean, I did say, yeah, even her dad had said that like, once since she was 13 she was out there like manning the post or whatever so she's been at it for a while um yeah like five years she's been doing it so like what has he been doing this whole time i don't know i was like does he did he job yeah i was like did he become unemployed because of the english thing i don't know i mean i assume he's still employed there and she's just doing the work for him yeah, there's a, there's a hole somewhere in there that I don't right. get. It doesn't seem like they would have hired like a somebody who wasn't even an adult, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hiring 13-year-old Ellie to be the railroad manager. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's kind of odd. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of curious. I'm not really sure like what his job even really entails just like running after a chain with some lanterns <laughs> right well and you see at the end that um because the dad ellie said that the dad did not trust the sign or whatever the automated sign so they would run after with lanterns but at the end the sign is working so like he must have just given in um, <laughs> well valley's not here to do it for me we'll just use the automated <laughs> <laughs> i guess that could be the thought process i'm not sure tbg tbh uh, she gets to get on the train and leave the, to go to a college in what also has to be a small town because it's in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any big towns there. I, not to be judgmental, but I don't think so either. But, um, yeah. But um, that was kind of like a cute scene because, you know, they had had that moment of talking about how ridiculous, I guess she was talking with her dad about it, right? How ridiculous the chase scene was, like yeah. in the train. But then he's chasing after her to say goodbye, and she's all. Well, no, she was she was talking to Paul about that at one of the point, like one point when Paul was eating dinner with them in the house because he was like, "Well, but she looks sad." Right. Yeah. (laughs) He's just like, "Well, she's stupid too." That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Happy that she's getting to leave. Yeah. But then she realizes at the end that leaving can also be sad. It can, and I I liked that um, when when they were like saying their you know, temporary goodbyes or whatever that yeah. um, Paul said that he would kind of look after her dad for her. It was like, oh, yeah. that's yeah, cute. That but also, Paul, you don't have a chance in hell with her. So make sure you realize that. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I kind of think that their relationship at the end is just like friendship. Like, yeah. I don't think he has any more expectations than this is probably like the closest person he's been to as a friend. Yeah. All you know yeah. <laughs> and he just likes her as a person kind of thing at least that's my hope yeah same. <laughs> he's more interested in his taco sausage oh my gosh which um so we're meant to assume the letters that fell out of ellie's bag when she was drunk those were her sending stuff to like try to spread the word about his stuff right that's what i assumed it was yeah same. If he didn't seem upset about it, he just kind of put them back in her bag. Yeah, because I know that the return address was him. So I was right. like, oh. <laughs> Probably it was like letters to different, maybe like markets inquiring whether or not they wanted to try and sell his taco sausage meat. Yeah. 
That's sweet, though. I thought that was really nice. Yeah. It's like and they're it becoming like friends. Surprise! It thought it was pretty good. Yeah, they all—they really seemed into that. I love that. At the end, Paul's mother is like okay with the idea that Paul might be gay, but is furious that he would want to change the sausage meat recipe. I know. She's like, I'll accept you, you know, regardless of whatever. I think I want to change the recipe. What? <laughs> no. Yeah. I love that, like, everybody just ends up, like, yelling and fighting with each other in church <laughs> on Easter Sunday after the most awkward marriage proposal in history the most awkward marriage proposal and then you know you have truths unfolding and then you have a big slap which he deserved to be slapped he, in the face that, yeah. oh my God. that's the whole thing like you know i wouldn't i would don't blame Esther like one bit about being pissed about that situation because like as soon as they were like i'll pay you 50 bucks to write a love letter i was like oh you're signing your own funeral note or whatever you say not gonna go over well no, no. Like that's just shitty. Yeah, and I I can see like to how like to a high school student how that would seem appealing. Like as a guy yeah. who likes a girl but can't really write well, like the idea of hiring somebody to write the girl you like a love letter that would be you know well written <laughs> seems like a good idea. It's win win. What could go wrong? <laughs> right. Except for the fact that, and we see it several times, is that he can't even speak in front of her. So it's like he, you know, at least sharing all these lofty sort of exchanges with her over text. But, you know, Paul can't even talk about anything. She takes it way too far. She should never have been, like, texting Aster from her phone. (laughs) Yeah. No, she should not have. And also she should not have been, like, texting Esther's phone from outside the car, watching through the window. I was like, this is too much. And then that whole, like, montage of them stalking her. I was oh like, my gosh, yes. Like, very stalkerist research of Esther's life is so creepy. Yeah, I was like, this, is, this has gone way, way, way too far. <laughs> you but don't need to know any of this information to write the girl a love note. Come on. You do not. Like, this is stuff you slowly learn as you, like, hang out with her and <laughs> get to know her. And, like, you don't need to know what brand of toothpaste she uses. No. So in with her. <laughs> so weird. So that was bizarre. It's so bizarre. Um, and it's almost like, I think that Ellie and Paul enjoyed spending time together. Like, they just yeah. were having fun doing it. So they just were looking for more, like, excuses to, you know, we can only hang out if we're doing something about Aster kind of thing. Like, that's the only thing that is really keeping us connected is what they are thinking. But, like, they're actually yeah. just kind of becoming friends and enjoying spending time together too you know yeah i think so so they just stalk aster more than <laughs> for fun I, yeah. I i liked also this scene well there are a couple things i liked about their friendship the fact that he picks out her like thrift store wardrobe for yeah. the <laughs> concert and then i also like that he th- you know had over her because of course he lives right next door to her and had overheard her playing her guitar so he was able to like you know, grab that guy's guitar and like shove it to her during the performance to be like, yeah, play your song, which also beautiful song. It was, yeah. But also 30 seconds long. I was like, <laughs> this isn't a song per <laughs> se, but no, okay. No, not like first to a good song. Yeah, I was like, this has potential, but I was like, 
Wow, this is very short. Well, she, you know, hadn't been preparing it for the talent show. <laughs> she true. Was, you know, making it up in her room, so it wasn't finished yet. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> I like that afterwards, everybody's just like, oh, when did Ellie get hot? Like, because I know. Her and sing, I guess. <laughs> Ew, and then that, like, what's his name? Trig? I don't know. The guy who Trig. proposes to Aster. He's just like, you know, really thinks that Esther is, or Esther, that's not even anyone's name. Um, yeah. He really thinks that Ellie is into him and stuff. It's so, so ridiculous. It just shows that, like, the conceit of, like, yeah. <laughs> the only possible reason she would be hanging around me is because she's in love with me. <laughs> right. Oh, and kind of like Ellie's just like, yep, yep, that's it. I'm in love with you. <laughs> yeah. And then he, like, looks like he's going to go in to kiss her, and then her dad sprays him. That was kind of the best. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> I was like, saved by the spray. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> oh, man. It's such like a dad move. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, I guess like the other thing about Aster to talk about is the fact that she, and I kind of got, I mean, I was, I got the feeling from the moment she was helping her pick up her papers and shit that yeah. she was into her. Yeah. But this is like a slow reveal that she's, you know, um, also, as you were saying earlier, sort of like unsure about her sexuality. Right. Well, and I don't even know that it was something Aster would have been questioning at the time because right. she was full of the mindset that her life was already kind of planned out for her, that she yeah. would, you know, marry Trig after graduating immediately, basically. <laughs> so, like, I think that Aster coming into her life allows her to start realizing that maybe there could be something better. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I like the part at the end, though, when they're finally, like, talking again. It's yeah. sort of jerking around, and she, like, runs back to kiss her. It's like, oh. Yep. I'll see you in a couple of years. Yep, <laughs> runs off. <laughs> I love the, like, little hot spring area that Aster takes Ellie to, which I just wish those actually really existed in real life i mean i know they do but i feel like you can never actually find one <laughs> right and i feel like there's a fine line between like comfortable hot spring and like accidentally boiling yourself to death yeah like yellowstone hot spring right I <laughs> you're like oh no this is lava sorry <laughs> oh no i've died <laughs> oh no i've melted my legs off um yeah. no i that it looked like a nice peaceful like fun place to go but that whole thing, part of it was kind of odd as well, because I guess she got an inkling that it was, do you think she knew that it was As, that it was Ellie who had been sending the messages when she mentioned the strokes on the painting? Because um, she kind of gives her like a look like, you're talking about painting strokes, and that was one of our conversations. I think that maybe she starts to suspect that Ellie was helping Paul, uh, okay. you know, kind of like come up with things to talk to her about i don't think she thought it was just all 100 percent ellie because ellie i don't even know if she told paul about that she was the one who was oh yeah and like making the strokes there herself <laughs> like i don't even think paul was included in that conversation at all that's probably true <laughs> <laughs> the whole like scene though was kind of it's just like on a whim she's like let's go to a hot spring and then i'm gonna be very flirty with you in the hot spring <laughs> 
my clothes and just climb into this pool. <laughs> After I literally just went to Paul's house to give him this painting I made right when I got back from break. Like, what? I know. And then she's like, well, I'll just go and skinny dip with this girl who's here now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is a bit confusing, but sure. I love that Ellie just leaves her clothes off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, are you wearing layers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I guess, yeah. So overall it ends pretty happy i guess and for it everyone it doesn't I, doesn't end with like the per like couple the perfect couple you know happily ever no. after it's more like everybody's going off to college and is going to pursue their own dreams of sausage and writing and whatever aster will do <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then we'll be back here later and yeah see how our lives have developed <laughs> true so that's kind of refreshing in a way that it wasn't like coupling up at the end. Right. Yep. Um, I did like the last thing I'll mention that I liked is um, that the teacher, the English teacher knew Ellie was writing all the papers, but yeah. kind of loved it. <laughs> He's just like, well, I don't want to have to read all that shit they'd actually write. I know. <laughs> like, oh, that's touche. <laughs> yeah. I really thought she was going to say something more about the love letter when she found it. Yeah. To be like that sort of like voice of wisdom to be like, you're walking a dangerous line. You know, you should, if you have feelings, maybe you should just express, you know, something like that. But she did not. (laughs) I don't know that the teacher is like the, the the insightful teacher. (laughs) No. She's the type of teacher who's okay with her student writing essays for other students for money so that she only has to read good essays. <laughs> True. So, not like, you know, the words of wisdom. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> I, I did like at the end too, like in the church, the chaotic church scene where she's just kind of like rejoicing about how crazy <laughs> stuff is going. <laughs> like finally, everybody's getting, getting at it. Yeah. She was, yeah, she was a card. <laughs> Oh but, man! Yeah. Oh, Overall, I have. Oh, sorry. Ahead. I was gonna say the last thing I want to say is that, of course, because these teenage like drama high school shows cannot exist without one crucial element that was also in this. Do you know what that element is? High school party. Not a high school party, although I forgot all about that. <laughs> and oh. it was nice to see her interacting with people. Oh, and it was so sweet because. Paul, like, looked after her and didn't yeah. let her get, like, too wasted. Um, no, I was going to say a diner. Oh, a diner. There's always a diner in these things. <laughs> there wasn't a diner in our hometown. No, there was not. Not that I went to, anyway. No, I don't think there was one. I guess there was, was like, like... That type of diner, anyways. Right. No, not at all. And I kind of feel like we missed out on something critical here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the diner life. It's too bad. I guess I'd have to, like... Appreciate that diners are near me now, I guess, even though I can't go to them. Can't go to them, they're all closed. (laughs) Appreciate that they were there. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. We had like fast food restaurants. We did. Like we spent an inordinate amount of time at Tim Hortons. Yeah. Well, that was like more in college years. I feel like the only diners, quote unquote, were like, the ones where old people would go to, yeah, like, or strawberry fields, or <laughs> yeah. like the dinky little old people diners. There weren't any like cute, hip young people diners. There definitely were not. Where no. you could get like a strawberry milkshake. I know. 
Oh, that sounds good. Bring me a strawberry milkshake. I could go for a milkshake, let me tell you. But anyway, <laughs> do you have any quotes that you liked from this? I do, actually. All right. Lay them on me. All right. The my One of my favorite quotes from this whole movie, like, because I think that it perfectly sums up every high school experience ever, <laughs> is when Ellie says, this is not a love story. Or at least not one where anyone gets what they, they what they want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's high school. <laughs> True. <laughs> Do you have any quotes you want to alternate? Yeah, I liked the quote they put about from Plato at the beginning that said, um, "Love is simply the name for the desire and pursuit of the whole." Yeah, it's kind of like that's that is truthful. Yes, I liked when Ellie said, "People don't see what they're not looking for." Yeah, I also like Ellie saying, if you ask me, people spend far too much time looking for someone to complete them. Yeah. It's like, oh. <clears throat> oh. I like what Ellie said, gravity is matter's response to loneliness. That was nice. Who said that? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's a their little exchange. Yeah. Um, I, I liked uh, Aster telling uh, Ellie, you're his favorite heathen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that Esther just like keeps calling Ellie a heathen. I know. <laughs> I liked when Paul said, um, this was the quote I was referencing earlier and I couldn't find it on my sheet. Huh. Um, I never want to be the guy who stops loving someone for loving the way they want to love. Yeah. That was nice. That is nice. I think that's all I have. Um, I have two more. <laughs> when Ellie says, I am a Russian doll of clothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then her long quote from the party. When she says, I want you to know that I can tell I've been drinking spirits because I have to pee far more often than would be indicated by plain punch. So don't think I haven't been monitoring the situation. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, I did like the end to when she was with her dad in the kitchen and he basically told her, like, you're going to college, so I'm making you this food. And um, she... He said something like, I always wanted you to be like your mother, not like me, or something like that. And then there's like this kind of silence where they're like making food. And then she just goes, you don't mean dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Also, like, I, I guess I'm, uh, I, think, I feel like this may have been just an oversight when they're making it, but like, she never actually applied to go to this college. So how is she just <laughs> going there now? If she did, we missed. They felt it wasn't necessary to put it on there. Like include that, which doesn't seem like she did because she was at first very like certain that she was just going to go to the local community college. She didn't need to go, you know, out of the out of the town at all. She had to stay there for her dad. So right. it doesn't seem likely that she would have applied, <laughs> but somehow she did and got accepted. I guess. Yeah, that was kind of yeah, a bit out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> But yeah, so that's right. that's pretty much the half of it. It is. That is all of the half of it. <laughs> <laughs> Would recommend. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cute. I like the opening like montage too, with like the the paper. Yeah. That, like, and it shows like the the Plato human that gets ripped in half, and then like the paper kind of like just travels all over, searching for its other half, kind of thing. I yeah. That was cool opening montage that was fun yeah and, and an interesting you know like idea of 
you know the concept of soulmate and stuff like that yeah yeah Plato's concept of it yep Alrighty. with play-dohs <laughs> exactly um on that note um if you guys are thanks everyone who tuned in today to listen um you guys can feel free to let us know what you thought about the half of it on twitter at nno podcast or you can send us an email at navigating netflix originals at gmail.com yeah and uh again we said that we would be doing more series but it hasn't happened but um <laughs> if you do want to reach out and let us know of one that you're interested in hearing us talk about or i guess just interested in period and then we'll talk about it um do let us know that as well uh, we're eager to have uh, your ideas otherwise we'll probably just keep peeling off the you know top 10 or whatever yeah we're, we're unmotivated if you guys don't send us anything that you want to see yes exactly <laughs> hear us rant about at least yes but yeah so thanks again for listening and we'll you know be back next time bye, bye.